the need in the world right now is for deep people. Yes. Not for verbose people. Yes. There's a need for substance right now. Absolutely. Right? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Mm. We need some people who see God. Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right, so today we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> we're going to talk about something that I'm I'm very passionate about. I know yeah. you're very passionate about. Sure. Others are passionate about. It astounds me right. how much information, how many voices, how many opinions, sure. how many thoughts, how many right. issues right. are being are being talked about in such copious amounts. Yes. And specifically for my generation, and I would say that specifically the millennials, but also into Gen Z, anyone, sure. anyone from like 15 to 35 right sure. now, right. Uh, is just having information overload, right. is having opinion overload, sure. and is having opinion overload out of their own mouths, yes. and talking around everything and talking <laughs> right, about everything. Right, right. Maybe just start there. Just. Let's just talk with us. Out there. We're just gonna. We're, I, I know we're gonna, we're gonna have fifteen minutes to really yeah. get into a massive thing, but let's just wade into the waters. Just talk about that for a second, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So so let's let's just talk about um, what the need is. Right. The need in the world right now is for deep people. Yes. Not for verbose people. Yes. There's a need for substance right now. Absolutely. Right? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Mm. We need some people who see God. Mm. Right? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. We need some satisfied people. If you just took the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 and went, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right? That all of those Beatitudes... Uh, have in them the opposite of what the world is trying to yeah. push us towards. So yeah. the world is trying to say, you share your freedom, you share your truth, you share your uh, hurt, whatever it is. You share everything to the whole world all the time and try to build up a following that can justify whatever it is that mm-hmm. you are passionate about or you feel uh, is right, <clears throat> or etc. And it's not that, that we, there shouldn't be true, just, passionate causes. There should be. Yeah. But they should be from thoughtful people who have worked it through with God and in real community yeah. in a meaningful and humble way. So they've worked it through with God. They've worked it through community mm-hmm. in a meaningful and humble way. So and if I would add to that, have a little bit of traction behind them also already. Yeah, that's what I meant. They're doing you've worked this. it out. Yeah. yeah it, it's actually, you've worked it out, yeah. right? So what I would say about that is um, when somebody has an opinion that hasn't been steeped in their own experience, in their own reality, and is not kingdom-based or servant-based, yeah. it ends up being more hurtful yeah. than helpful. And, you know, I got in this to know God love people 
and bring transformation to where there's yeah. right and wrong, right? To bring righteousness. But if I don't live it out, there's no authority on it. Yeah. Um, so an example would be back in the day when we said, hey, God's called us to care for the poor. Yes. And so we moved here in the neighborhood for 10 years. And we said, hey, step one is everybody needs to love their neighbor for the first two years and no big programming and no big opinions till we literally live with people, mm. have them in our homes in poverty and their addictions and their brokenness, listen to them, understand them, pray for them, minister to them, get go back to the word of God. Let's wrestle this through with real people, mm -hmm. not telling the world every time we did something good or forming a quick opinion when we don't That's know good. anybody, uh, but actually live with people. So good. Love them, learn from them, learn with them. And, and then, all right, now we've got a little something to say. Uh, I love what uh, Francis Chan was talking about the other day. We were, he said, you know, I was taught never to write a book before you're 40 years old because you don't know enough. You haven't experienced it. You haven't felt and tasted and touched it. You haven't realized what doesn't work and does work. Yeah. So what happens, and again, I don't have a problem with somebody writing a book earlier than that. Totally. But the point is, is well taken. Until you've lived life, there's not a lot to talk about yeah. life, yeah. right? So my big deal is, so let's say that you believe that uh, there's uh, that poverty is the issue, okay? Yeah. So move into the projects live there for two years, figure out what's really going on, and then tell us how that experience has been. Yeah, That would be more meaningful so true. than to read a bunch of blogs, uh, listen to a bunch of passionate people, and take up a defense or an offense on your particular deal that you're not personally uh, sacrificing for, yeah. engaged in, and meaningfully worked it through. Yeah. You know, somebody asked me the other day, they said, oh my goodness, you know, you know so much about cultures and how uh, political systems work around the world and so on and so forth. You know, where did you learn all that? I said, well, I actually went to the nations, tried to help people in those nations and had to deal with all kinds of people. Yeah. Therefore, uh, the experience is what gives me insight, mm. not the dialogue. Yeah over the internet, right? So yeah. my first question to anybody that's communicating out passionately is, have you done that? Do you know somebody? Have you become a best friend with somebody on your issue? Do you know what really they've mm. gone through? Have you tried to help people through this? What does the Bible say about that? Mm. Uh, what do godly people in history say about that? Yes. Do you have a historical context? Do you have a biblical context? And do you have an experiential context? There yeah. we go. So let's, let's run that through. Is there a historical context? What's the history of this issue? We're talking over 2,000 years. Totally. What is your biblical framework, yes. right? Yeah. And what is your experience yeah. in this realm? And I would just say, golly, if I was, when I was 22, Laura and I just said, there's nothing to talk about till we live it out. Mm. And, and we work it out. Mm. And one day we feel like it's this direction, the next day we feel like it's another. And while we're working that out, there's really not a lot to talk about until mm. we've worked it out. Maybe a, a question I have is, how do I know who, we've talked about this a little bit, but just to bring it back yeah. up in the middle of this conversation, how do I know 
who to listen to yeah. in the middle of all of this. Yeah. I, we've talked about what voices you listen to early in the podcast, but yeah. I just wanted to bring that back up again. There are tons of voices going on mm-hmm. right now and a lot of convincing voices, a lot mm-hmm. of charismatic voices. Yeah. How do I know who to listen to? Yeah. Like so, before I even getting into doing it, sure. how, there's already so many voices. How do I take on all the voices coming on? Yeah. So, so uh, let me say it this way. Um, discernment is best understood in the context of your own humility and surrender. So if I only want the glory of God and for people to be helped, mm. then I can rightly discern who's trying to do that. What I mean is... Uh, you ever been with somebody who really loves Jesus yeah. and it makes you want to love Jesus yes. more? And you just, you walk away from this conversation and think, man, I want to love Jesus more. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're tapping into something that I'm about as well. Yeah. But if you don't love Jesus and they do love Jesus, they'll be a bit confusing to you or repelling mm-hmm. or not necessarily somebody you wanted to follow unless it's what you want to do, right? So my own humility mm. and my own desire for God to be glorified and people to be helped allows me to discern these voices. Yeah. The other big deal is when I hear somebody's voice or, or uh, explanation or passionate appeal or whatever it is, I always think through, what does the Bible say about yes. that? So I always ask the question, what does the Bible say about it? Not to make them prove every point and follow yes. them around. It's not from the, from the Bible bashing side. It's actually, my belief is that if it's not biblical, it's not going to work. Yeah. Like, I'm convinced that if, if what people's opinions are are not steeped in at mm-hmm. least a biblical truth, they may not even know the Bible, yeah. but if they... If it's not a biblical truth, it's not going to work. So anything, an example would be, anything that's based on unforgiveness and bitterness ultimately won't Mm. be the long play for any issue. So I'm looking for people that have a humble spirit, people that are contending out of a compassion that's not bitterness-based, but is compassion-based because they want to rescue people. And I'm looking for people that are of like heart and like mind, right? I, I can be as opinionated as anybody, and I can get frustrated, and I can say things wrongly, which I do and have done in the past. Uh, but I'm more attentive than ever to saying, I want the right spirit yeah. as much as I want the perfect words. Yes. And if I get so, the right spirit, then I can discern the right spirit in somebody else. I just want to go off this real quick. Yeah. I think one of and I'll, just, I'll speak for my journey, but I'll see this in so many people specifically my age is I want to have the right thought and I want to have the right idea and I want to have the, I want to, there, there's, there's more of a desire to share my opinion than ever before. But one of my journeys has been, Lord, I, I can't control what's happening outside, but what I can control is what's happening inside. Right. And I find that here, here's something I, I thought about earlier that, that peace speaks louder than passion. Right. And if I have an internal rest and an internal peace in God, an internal peace with man, and and I'm loving him daily and I'm trying to serve the people right in front of me, when I speak, if there is an air in this generation, there's so many passionate voices. There's not enough peaceful voices Mm. who are just Mm. at rest and okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not trying to prove anything. Ultimately, I'm really, I, I do want to change something, but... My sure. goal is really to help and serve sure. people. 
Yeah. And when people feel that authenticity on your life, right. yeah. you're at rest with yourself. Right. You're at rest with the chaos in the world. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus sleeping on the boat. Sure. If you're at rest and you're a voice of peace and a voice mm-hmm. of rest and humility, mm-hmm. that'll go a long way. Sure. Sure. Well, I think I think I think the deal is, you know, and people uh, like we started off this conversation about, you know, who do we listen to? And there's so many voices and how yeah. do we discern? Right. And it's always getting back to my own peace yes. with God, my own sense of prayerful life. Yeah. If I have a prayerful life. Right, it says be anxious for nothing, but in everything oh, through prayer and supplication so with thanksgiving, make your request known to God, and the God of peace will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Whatever's true, whatever's lovely, yeah. whatever's honorable, whatever's right, think on these things. So here, take that phrase alone. Yes. And when a debate's going on about yes. anything, is do you sense that somebody is prayerful about yes. it? They can still be clear and passionate. Yeah. They can be loud. But did they? You did you pray about it before you declared your opinion so to get good. the anxiety out of it? Did you ask in detail, God, this is unjust. God, this is needful. God, how do you see this, Lord? What do you do? And then are we solutions oriented? Whatever's true, lovely, honorable, right? Are we trying to pull people together? Yeah. Or are we trying to tear people apart? So good. So the. The, the 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 deal on kind of the the passionate appeals slash uh, weigh in on everything and anything is is have you prayed through it yeah what's your biblical conviction about it yeah and then are you trying to pull people together with your appeal yeah. or are you trying to tear people down yes you see what I'm saying so here's the classic subconscious thing that humans do is we have to tear somebody else down to feel good about our opinion. To make, to elevate our opinion, we have to tear somebody else's down. Now, when something's evil, sinful, non-biblical, we're to speak the truth in love. There's context for that. And, and even then we can be, we can be clear, but if our end game, even in that all correction is supposed to try to help people to turn to God and to loving man. Yes. But if the intent of our correction is to be right or to be mm. more elevated or to be more cool or more persuasive or more with the right uh, swing of the day mm. and to be thought of as really cool and on the right side of some issue, that's if that's your goal, then you're not going to get to godliness. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's so true. The goal of all correction, the scripture says, uh, is to uh, restore, right? You rest- yeah. you correct each other to restore one another, yeah. not to destroy one another. And I think the spirit on the thing is as important as yes. the words being used. And that's what I get concerned about in all the rancor going on out there. I love it. You're talking also about uh, intercession. I was talking with a guy yesterday who said, I'm, I'm discipling a guy who's, going through all these issues and wants to and is mad at everyone about everything he's growing and he's mm-hmm. working through stuff but that my, my friend said I told him one day I said if you just every time you felt this intensity if you just took two minutes to intercede for it either you would change or the situation would start changing but if you use these places as springboard prayer if you will mm-hmm. something's going to happen yeah. Either either something's going to shift in the issue or something's going to shift, shift in, in you. you. Right. Or pro- usually, honestly, both. it's both. Yep. 
And, and, and if we went out, if we went at these issues of angst with as much passion as we talk about it, yeah. as we do talking about it before the throne of God, mm-hmm. we would see so many things change. Yeah, and there would be more authority on our voice. Exactly. People actually would listen and it would land because it would be revelation from the heart of God, not the angst of and man. And people who talk to kings always have more authority than people who talk to peasants. There it is. If I'm speaking to a king, Ooh, I, like I will get the authority to speak to man. So, so right. So here we go. So maybe maybe a, a a way to wrap up these thoughts. Here. It. And we're angst. We're talking about the angst yes. is what we all feel and is yes. constantly causing turmoil. There's angst in the so air. the scripture says, "Be anxious, anxious <laughs> for nothing." Yes, right. So it's the angst that we got to get out of our yeah. soul through prayer and supplication yes. with thanksgiving. Yes. So that there can be peace in every conversation. Yeah. David said this. This is the New American Standard. In Psalm 139, search me and try me and see if there be any anxious way in me Mm. and lead me in the everlasting way. Mm. So make sure, Lord, there's no angst inside of me that is ungodly that would cause me to sin. If we take care of the angst before God, then we have authority before men. So good. Wow. Good day. Uh, we, We just got into the waters there. We'll put a bookmark there. Okay. Help us, Lord, Amen. to be intercessors so that yeah. we can be helping bring your kingdom to earth in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.